Hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about real ministry for the majority. And boy, do we have a treat for all of you because today, for the first time in quite a while, <laughs> I am joined with Ken Hester and Jamie Buford. We're all the gang's back. The gang's back together. That's true. It is the first time in a while. Yep. You know who's been here the whole time, though? Andy George. That's right. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe the whole time. That's right. It was at least one of those weeks that that you were out there. One one time I was in Mexico. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, I was in Mexico doing work. You guys were just on vacation. (laughs) Doing ministry. But welcome welcome to all of you listening to our podcast. And uh, we're so grateful to be back. And it is good to have both of you back here in person, live in studio, recording Mm -hmm. this podcast. And yes, you know, it's a good time. So how are you both yep. doing? What's been going on? Yeah, things are good. Life, <laughs> life keeps happening. Life Agreed. keeps happening. Yeah. 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 Things are really good. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good? I am. Can you feeling good? Yeah. I feel great. Good. Feel good. You know, I feel like uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I de- I'm definitely ready for it not to be a thousand degrees. Oh, that's, me too. That's what yeah. North fall. Carolina has been very hot lately. You very guys- hot. Fall is coming. Yeah, fall's coming. That's my favorite. All the pumpkin stuff is out. Oh, God. All the yep. pumpkin spice lattes no. are out. Yep. I had my first. <laughs> I had my very first pumpkin slice latte yeah. last year. I, I it was my first at the same time too. No, it's way not. too sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's we like weren't a fan. Too sweet, but I'm good. Yeah. But hey, again, welcome to those of you listening, and make sure that you're subscribing, liking, commenting, sharing this podcast as well, rating it as well. It's very helpful, and uh, we're gonna have a good good time today. We sure are, guys. So as always, what is today's one big thought? Hope. Yeah, hope. All hope. things hope. 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 And uh, where this is driving from is uh, we need a little hope right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. time of this recording, let's just list all the things real quickly that's happening in the world <sighs> around us. Afghanistan right. is happening. Uh, Haiti, yeah. Yeah. massive earthquake in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, hurricane in Louisiana in the south. Uh, we got lots of tension in our country with COVID yep. still, Delta. you yeah. know, Delta. And then, of yeah. course, that's re-ramping up mask or no mask, uh, vaccine or no vaccines. Now we got companies that are making ma- vaccines mandated. Otherwise you get mm-hmm. fired or, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things mm-hmm. happening. And, you know, we also understand that we got a lot of different people listening to this podcast. So I don't know where you are in any of that either. Right. And we typically don't tip our hand either to any of that because right. we feel like, hey, we just want to preach the gospel and, yeah. and be a yeah. church for our community. And kind of not be political and so this is not political but because of all the craziness in the world i'm about to enter into a month of just hope sermons yeah Yeah, that's great Uh, we kind of changed up our sermon plan for the fall Mm -hmm. uh, just to give message and hope and we thought you know maybe you need some hope yeah Mm. can you look like you need hope i can see it in your eyes yeah i mean there (laughs) hope is hope is one of those things that's connected into so many different areas of our life it's it's hope for our kids and Mm. their future it's hope for our personal future whether it be financially emotionally spiritually physically it's hope for your football team as we're getting ready to go into football season (laughs) um there are so many different levels of hope and you know, I think we're going to be focusing today specifically in this first part on personal hope, and and how that affects you, how that challenges you, how you can uh, latch onto that hope that that takes you somewhere. It's not just um, a glass half half full optimism, mm-hmm. but it's actually what does hope yeah. really look like? Yeah. So stay with us for the next four episodes because today we're going to be talking about personal hope. Next podcast, we're going to continue personal hope, and then we're going to turn the dial to 
why and how we can have hope in the church yeah. that God has established. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this is going to be a little bit more like uh, kind of mini sermonettes a little bit, mm-hmm. but hopefully as you're driving, you'll start to be reminded. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today are just reminders of why you personally can have hope. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to jump into it. We got five of them today. Okay. So real quickly, the first one is, I mean, I, one of my favorite ones is just the statement that you can have hope because those who are for you are more than those against you. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is Second Kings chapter 6, one of my favorite passages in Scripture. Can't wait to preach this one. And so this is a iconic passage of Elisha and his servant. And Elisha and his servant are sleeping overnight. You know, they're, they're in a, a town, and his servant gets up the next morning and goes out, and he sees all the army with horses and chariots all around the city right. because they know that Elisha is there. They know that the that the troops are there. And so this enemy is coming in now and Elisha's servant runs back to him. And, you know, you can imagine that. Yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, here's the time. How often do you feel like everything's just against you? Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, right. we've been in a no-win situation. If, so for if you're a, a pastor listening <laughs> to this, you've been in a no-win situation for a long time. Yeah. And you probably feel like there's a lot of people that are maybe not against you personally, but every decision you make is ticking mm-hmm. somebody off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're about to make a decision probably this week that's going to take probably half the people off. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's going to encourage some people. It's going to take other right. people off. I mean, just the way it is. Yeah. So Elisha says to him, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And Elisha prayed a, a great, great statement. Open his eyes that he can see. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord opens his eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire, chariots of fire all around. Yeah. Now, you can imagine that, right? So yeah. Elisha it makes you feel good about life yeah. after that. Yeah. You, know, you realize, yeah. oh, that's, that's just bigger than me. That cool. servant had a little pep in his step, right. you know, <laughs> after that. But, you yeah. know, here's the thing of that story, though. Elisha saw something the other guy didn't see. Right. Mm-hmm. So Elisha wasn't panicking at all. There was no panic in Elisha. Right. Because he knew that God's army was with him. Yeah. So he just prayed, Lord, open his eyes. And so my prayer for you as you listen to this, and then we'll go to point two, is Lord, open your eyes. Yeah. You know, open your eyes to see that. Those who are with you, that God who is for you is better and greater than anything you're facing anywhere that you're going to see around you. And what I love about this, too, is a great reminder, hopefully, you know, as you're in ministry, look around your staff, look around to your leaders, your volunteers that are with you, that regardless of, you know, whatever decisions you make um, or, you know, you make together as a team, that they are with you. And yep. they've got your back. They're they're holding your arms up when you need it, you know. And and that should give you confidence. That should give you hope in whatever you're facing. Decisions that you need to make as a senior leader or as a staff member for your, for different ministry areas. You go, all right. Look, you know, is this going to be an easy decision to make? Probably not. Are we going to make some people mad? Probably. Are we going to make <laughs> some people happy? Probably. No matter what your decision is, no matter what you may be facing, you go. You're not alone. And you need to be reminded of that. Yep, absolutely. Hmm. So the right, second, the second thing, second thing is God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for my life. And again, when you're thinking about personal hope, uh, what I, the the scripture that always comes to mind, it's literally on every bumper sticker, every coffee, <laughs> every classic. coffee mug. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. Um, whether you're graduating high school or yeah. what, you know, yeah. getting married, whatever it is. Um, it's Jeremiah 29, um, 11 through 13. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then... You will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. 
And what I love about this scripture is Jeremiah is, is actually encouraging the people to have hope in a hopeless situation because they are currently, as, as, as Jeremiah is challenging the people of Israel, they are currently in bondage. Right? They, are, they, are not, they are not in the promised land, and they are uh, oppressed. They are facing um, just insurmountable odds, and, and God is trying to encourage the people through Jeremiah that, I still have a plan and mm-hmm. you can have hope even when you're facing the thing that you don't expect. You expect God is on my side. You expect to, to, to oh, your eyes to be opened and mm-hmm. for you to experience something brand new and go, oh, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. But there's still life. There's still life that happens. There's still circumstance. There's still oppression that may be happening. And as you mentioned with Afghanistan and everything else, you, sometimes people go, well, now what do we do with that? What is, what is God, how is God in that situation? And what God is trying to remind us through Jeremiah and, and to the people of Israel, as, as you're listening to this podcast as well, is that there is hope even when you can't see it yeah. because your hope really should lie in Christ, not the circumstance, mm-hmm. not the situation. So know that God's plan is greater than your circumstance. And yep. so when you see that God has a plan for your life, when you're reminded by scriptures like Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, that when you seek after God, a lot of people leave out that last verse. They want the first verse. They <laughs> like the 11, part. but they forget that it says in the last verse, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So seek after God really look into experiencing what God has for you and what God's plan is, not what your plan is or not where your circumstance may hold, but the plan that he has for you is the plan that, that will help you um, stay focused on, on what is true hope. I love that. I love that reminder too, that he still has a plan. Like even when you're feeling weary after being in a circumstance for a really long time Mm -hmm. he's still the same yesterday today and forever he hasn't changed he hasn't disappeared or gone away he still has a plan so you can still trust in that um let's move on to point number three because god is already in my tomorrow i have strength for today this comes from matthew 6 34 therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble isn't that true very true (laughs) absolutely tomorrow has an you have enough to worry about for tomorrow that you just need to keep your eyes on today and leave tomorrow in god's hands yeah and and honestly it's a good reminder you know the psalmist writes that that god has put us together knit us together he sees our unformed body and he says that uh in in his book that were written every days that were formed for us and so in other words god already knows all of our days Mm -hmm. he knows everything about us so here's the comfort in that, as Jamie just said, that if if God's already told us not to be anxious about tomorrow, because today's got enough worries, but also what he's saying is that I've already taken care of tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I've taken care of it. And so yeah. you don't need to worry about what's happening tomorrow. Right. Focus on today and trust that I have your tomorrow, because every one of your days are planned out. Already, you know, right. They're already established. Why and so I, I like that statement that you said, because if I have faith that God's in tomorrow, I have strength today. Yeah. Now I don't got to worry about yeah. tomorrow, because so tomorrow's there. So... Again, in this culture that we're in, there's a lot of opportunities for fear and panic Mm -hmm. and worry and anxiety to settle in because we're worried. I mean, just look at Americans in general right now. Everybody's worried about a bunch of stuff. Something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, I mean, it's it's all over the news. It's it's everywhere. It's hard 
not to be somehow affected mm-hmm. by it, mm-hmm. right? Other than, oh yeah, God's already has God already has this. Yeah, you know, so God's already. But moving. it's a good reminder. Yeah, it's a great reminder. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. God's got it, yeah. and God's got you. Yeah. All right, the fourth one is this: is that, uh, and again, it's a good reminder: is that Jesus cared enough to die for you. So, how much more hope do you need than that? <laughs> and not only did He die for you, but He rose again, and He gave you His Holy Spirit. So, you want to talk about hope? Mm-hmm. All right, how about the hope that there's a God that saw you? loved you, sent a son to die for you, not just to stay dead, but to raise again so that you have power in his Holy Spirit to actually do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me lay down John 3.16 for oh, us. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we <laughs> go. I mean, come on. People are like, you know, but you know, it's the right. truth. Like God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. And whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I mean, how much greater hope do you have than that? Right. Uh, especially again. But then to me, that then goes to the question, well, where are you putting your hope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you putting your hope in the Jesus that died for you and cared for? Are you putting the hope in your system? Are you putting mm-hmm. the hope in your own skill set? Are you putting hope in other people? Lord knows you shouldn't be putting your hope in anything political at the moment. Right. Right. <laughs> are you putting your hope in science? Are you putting your hope in the doctors? I mean, yeah. you know, not all those are bad things, but come on, when we put our hope in all these things, yeah. then you know, why not put your hope in who Jesus is? You know, I mean, that's that's where the hope comes from. Yeah, and I think that that that's so real in in a very practical way. I'll give you an example. You know, my family wasn't feeling great this past week, and you know, the, our first thing was like, "Oh, well, let's go grab you know an Advil or an ibuprofen or let you know let's let's go grab whatever it is that's on the shelf yeah. that will help us feel better." Versus, I wonder how many times you know. The people of Israel, the disciples, they, they didn't have that option. Right. You know, so you got a headache, you're not feeling good, whatever. What do you do? You pray. Yeah. You go to God. You find your hope in Him versus in whatever you may be able to find on the shelf or whatever your doctor might say. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, negate anything that a doctor might say. Don't don't hear that <laughs> right, wrong, right. right? But what I'm saying is make sure that you balance out with, all right, wh- where am I really, am I really putting my hope in the right thing versus the convenient thing? Mm. And, and that just hit me this past week. It's like, have I actually prayed to God to heal me? you know, from my headache, if I actually prayed to God to, you know, give me strength to do these things. And it's like, I take that for granted. Right. Versus like, oh, well, you know what? I should just go and, you know, have some D3 or I should go home and have some zinc or whatever. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. who created those things? God. So, (laughs) but maybe I should go to him to also help strengthen me in that area. Yep. Yeah. So Ken, what's our last one for today? Well, the last one is kind of a, a connector to point four, you know, where you said, it, you know, he gives us his Holy Spirit. And number five is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me. And and that's just it. I think, again, I'll, I'll look past or negate the fact that there is a living, breathing God that is with me and for me and gives me hope for today, mm-hmm. gives me hope for tomorrow. Romans 8, 11, it says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. And and it's like the, that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if I access that like 1% more than I'm currently accessing it, <laughs> everything yeah. changes. Yeah. And, and, and I believe that that is where a lot of us live, especially in ministry, 
it's very difficult. We, we kind of get into the every week meetings or getting ready for Sunday or sermon prep or whatever, and those are good things, but do we truly connect back to the mm-hmm. Spirit? Do we really truly connect to the, to the, the Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead? And if we do that well, and if we do that 1% more, 1% more than you did last week, then you'll be able to access a new level of hope and understanding, not just for your people, but as we're focusing today on on for you and your personal life. Yep. And, and what I like about that verse too, and I, I don't think I really focused on it before until you just read it, is where he says that he'll give life to your mortal body. And it was just a reminder as you were saying that, that God does care about you, mm-hmm. like not just your spiritual body or your eternal life, right? but God cares yeah. about your actual corrupted mortal body now, mm-hmm. right? The body mm-hmm. that's going to be going to the grave one day. And so sickness, how we feel, you know, aches and pains, COVID, you know, all that right. stuff that we deal with that he does care about that. And so what another good reminder that Let's just trust that that Holy Spirit inside of us has got our best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. by the way, He's not out to get you, right? He's not right. going to ruin you and get you. The Holy Spirit's actually there to help you and empower you right. and to give you strength and to do all the things that He's supposed to do. Well, hey, that man, that went by fast today. It did. That went it by really real did. fast. So I hope that you found hope in that. I keep yeah. saying I hope you found hope. Yeah. But really, truly, that's the whole goal is like yeah. find some hope. And it, maybe one of these five things we said was just a good reminder to you to say, yep, I, I can I can do this, you know, not to give up. I'm going to keep pushing forward. And so join us next week as we hit part two of this, as we are now in the month of hope. Have a good one, everybody. Mm-hmm.